0: All right, so we're here for an episode of Dane's Platform, and I got Kevin Simons with me. Kevin, how's it going? Good, man. So Kevin is Harrison Morris's coach. He is a two-time CrossFit Games athlete qualifier, whatever you want to call it. He is what I think it—I think to be one of the best coaches in the U.S., uh, possibly the world, <laughs> and he's. Full of a lot of knowledge, um, so I'm excited to have him on here, but he, for me, Kevin was the first, Kevin was the first roommate, roommate I ever had when I went to the uh, old OTC camp, so the first time I met Kevin, he was in his underwear. <laughs> that is correct.
1: Walked <laughs> in at like 1 in the morning. Yeah,
0: so I drove like 24 hours, because uh, I was a bitch and afraid of flying, and uh <laughs> And Kevin was sleeping, and that's the first time I met him like five minutes after I got a speeding ticket. Um, So, yeah, Kevin, I'm excited you're here. I want to know everything about your training with Harrison, with your whole team at Alpha Barbell. Um, He just moved, Kevin, by the way, just moved into a new facility. He's got like a 4,000 square foot gym in Auburn, Washington, which is right outside Seattle, right? Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: And, um, so he's starting to get pretty big and, and, obviously Harrison was the first male to medal at a world champs, senior world champs in what, like 20, 20 years? 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I think I, what I want to be clear with is that Harrison for sure is a phenom. and I think we all know that, but he's also like people be, Oh, well, he's just a freak. He's not just a freak. He's also been, uh, developed very, very well by Kevin and, there's YouTube videos of Kevin working with him when he was like nine. 11, 11 yeah. years old. Yeah,
1: and he weighed eighty nine pounds. Yeah,
0: and you can see like how particular um, Kevin is about technique and and how he can see things and and uh, you know all the way back to when Harrison was eleven. So I just want to put that out there because a lot of people will try and disqualify. A lot of coaches, just because of you know somebody's athletic capability, but I think we're all going to see. I mean, already your your women's team is, you know, your youth women's team is like a freaking senior level team almost. Like they yeah. those chicks are going to be yeah. legit.
1: Definitely some future world team members on. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. So. That's a what two minute forty five second intro of me babbling. So I want to know, Kevin, give me like five or f- give me four principles that you would use as like your keys to training specifically Olympic weightlifting. So this and, and, and before we get into this, this will all be <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, this will all be Olympic weightlifting. Uh, maybe we could get into you know CrossFit training and and yeah. sports performance at at some other point, but. Um, Oh, and on top of that, we're sitting in uh, Tashkent, Uzbekistan when we're doing that, so that makes it a little bit more exciting, too. We're at Junior Worlds right now, so give us your secrets, Kevin.
1: All right. I don't know if there's any secrets, but the things I focus on, especially with the kids, the youth, I'm trying to develop good athletes. So if you develop a good athlete, they'll be a good weightlifter down the road. So to be a good athlete, I'm focusing on making sure the kids move well, so making sure that they can... Squat, push, pull, hinge, rotate, carry, jump, but they can do all those things real well before they even really worry about a barbell. Um, So we do a lot of just basic GPP work with the kids. Uh, A lot of gymnastics, um, basic tumbling. That, That was my background was gymnastics, and I was Harrison's gymnastics coach. One of the reasons that he progressed so quickly is because he had such a good foundation. So...
0: What level did Harrison make it to as a gymnastics? Gymnast?
1: Um, he wasn't he wasn't a real high level. He got up to level um, level six. So he got yeah. there's ten total levels. There's ten levels. So he got through all the compulsory stuff. So there's kinda just all the basics and I don't think I don't think for weightlifting you have to be a super high level gymnast, but but having that background is definitely helpful. Right. So focus on that with the kids in the beginning, just every single day they're running through those basic movements. Um, I really want to make sure that the kids um, know how to brace, how to set up their core correctly. I think that's huge. So we do a lot of bracing drills, making sure that their shoulders work correctly, that they can protract and retract through all different planes. And then making sure that they know how to activate their posterior chain um, so that they know how to use their hamstrings and their glutes. And once they have all that down, like the weightlifting gonna be a whole lot easier right. teaching the technique and then once they start learning um, with the technique we just keep it pretty light at a weight where they have some feedback so if they do it wrong they're gonna know it you're not gonna get anything out of doing like PVC pipe but we do lots and lots of repetitions I mean I want those kids getting 50 60 reps every single day um, just building those movement patterns so that when the weight gets heavy, what they revert to is is what they've done hundreds of reps with. Yeah. So, like they, I don't want the kids to know how to do it incorrectly.
0: So, what what would you say, or what age do you think, or I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm getting ahead. What you know does Harrison specifically when he's training? Will he still come in and do like? Let's say five to fifteen minutes of like athlete type work, or is he gonna come in and do more barbell specific warm ups?
1: Um,
0: kind Or does it d- depend on the type? It kind of time?
1: depends like where we are at the training cycle. So like if we've only got six weeks or eight weeks for the competition, we're pretty much just getting right into it. Um, farther out, we do more GPP work, but he also like at, every Thursday he doesn't even touch a barbell. Like we're just doing, we're doing rope work and sleds, right. and, um, real basic gymnastics stuff and jumps and and all that stuff, just kind of keep everything balanced and, and make sure that he's staying athletic and all those movements.
0: I think that that's something that you and Vernon uh, Patel, who's laying on the bed trying to sleep, uh, <laughs> that have convinced true. me is that... You know, I I'd see Meredith Allwine, Vernon Stud, and then and then Harrison and your girls, doing yoke walks and and just a whole bunch of other stuff that I traditionally will incorporate in every athlete's training program, except for my weightlifters because in in my you know and this might lead into my next question. I was so heavily influenced by my coach who. His. He was so in, interested in, in um, specific training and specificity that I would sit there and think, oh man, if we take one day and we would do like, mm-hmm. let's like, like I like to say, athlete training, um, like I'd say, shit, that might put us behind the eight ball. That one day might, you know, that's yeah. 50 days out of the year that we might lose. That's a whole block, right? But then, right. or even more than that. But then it's like.
1: Yeah, but I think of it kind of like the law of diminishing returns, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like you're. Snatching every day, like take one day out, it's not going to take that much away, and you can maybe maybe get the low hanging fruit right with some of those less specific exercises, like an overhead yoke walk yeah. or something like that. Yeah,
0: know? yeah, yeah. So I, I guess my next question would be, um, you know, walking into more of like a programming basis now. So we we get this, you know, you sort of painted the picture that from an early an early age let's say Harrison up till he was 16 really focused on like that athlete development and, and, and movement patterns and learning technique. So what I want to know now is like, okay, seven or he's just turned 18. So now let's say 18 to 21. I guess I have two questions. What, what would we say? Yes. Let me give me, let me backtrack a little bit. Going back into the technique that you've taught him. What would you say would be like, or who would be your technical model as far as as snatch clean jerk is concerned, so that we can sort of see, you know, we, you've got that I've got that image in my head like of the athlete you're designing, but now I want to see the the technical athlete as well that you're, you're that you're creating. Like,
1: like who do I who would I want his technique to look like to emulate?
0: Or? Maybe, or maybe maybe it's four people combined into one, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind of hard. I mean Harrison's. Just his limb lengths are really long. Yeah. He's About an inch taller than me, but his waist is probably three or four inches higher, and his wingspan is four or five inches longer than his height. So, I kind of look at the Vardanians. Yeah. For sure. Um, look at them, and I don't know. That's kind of a hard. It's kind of a hard question. It's uh
0: Actually, when when you said I, I really think, he very closely resembles Yuri Bardanian's build. Like, yeah, I think so too. He's got that like thick barrel chest, mm-hmm. but long arms and long legs. Like he does have long mm-hmm. legs. Now what's crazy is that I'm pretty sure he, he squats as much or more than Yuri has ever has ever squatted. That can't be right. Dude, am he's only ever front squatted 230. Oh
1: shit. Well, Harrison did 240 last week, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's, that's cool. I have to tell him that. Yeah. yeah so Harrison back squatted 275 a few weeks ago. So.
0: Right. So that, that sort of takes me into the programming because I think, you know, so that that, that would be the next question is who who or what model of, of programming and loading and, and all that type of stuff? Like, is it a block program? Is it a nonlinear system? Is it a linear system? Is it a complex method? Is it, um, you know, or is it
1: just... It's like, it's just a pretty... Pretty traditional block periodization is what we usually do okay. I mean, so if we're doing like a like a 12-week cycle that usually be broken up into four uh, or no, three four-week blocks okay so what we've been doing the last year which has been working really well is we'll usually do um, a week to kind of get acclimated to the movements a week to like really load and beat them up I'll take a week to back off and then the fourth week um, we're testing all those movements okay and that that works really well for us usually um, it's been pretty much able to PR on that fourth week just about every time right so um, it's pretty pretty just standard well, so
0: periodization. Now, now if you take if you take block to block would you you know let's say that first four weeks do you do you like to use the variations from block to block? Maybe, like, a variation in the first block would build upon a variation in the second block, which would be, which would then build upon that third block, which is where we're going to try and set him up for Yeah, a,
1: yeah, right. So, like, farther out from the competition, it's going to be a little less specific, working on some type of weakness. So maybe, like, for him, it, he needs to stay on top of the bar, so maybe we're doing, like, pause snatches. Yeah. And the volume's going to be a little bit higher, so he's going to be doing... Maybe triples, and it's going to average between 70 and 80% for that first block. And then the second block will be, um, maybe we're doing like a pull plus a snatch or some type of double, and that might be more in that like 80 to 90% range. And then that third block, it's just all singles, and it's just specific for the competition. Right. And that's going to be singles at 85% plus usually, something okay. like that. Okay. And we'll do um, like for squats and stuff, it's like... Pretty simple. We'll do. Do you want any water? Um, I'm good. We'll do like maybe if we're really far out, maybe we're doing eights and then fours and then twos for his volume day, and then fours and twos and ones for his intensity day, day later in the week or something okay. like that. And so it's just like it's pretty standard, just following Perlepin's chart for the most part, and just going higher volume in the beginning, and volume comes down, intensity comes up. Right. So okay. no real secrets. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think so. And this this would be more where on the surface, I feel like you and I would would maybe not disagree, but be different is that I've never really had an athlete like super fucking strong, like super and strong based on like squats, mm-hmm. pulls like and, and i'm I'm trying i'm I'm starting to you know when I watch Harrison uh, lift on Instagram when I'm trolling you guys out on social media because uh, that's the only way you can get in contact with Kevin is that you can never <laughs> actually I'll talk to Kevin, 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 I probably talk to Kevin more than any other weightlifting coach in the U.S. And the only time I actually talk to him is when I'm in person with him. Because he doesn't respond to any fucking text messages. I'm not very good at that.
1: <laughs> but, Calling me out. <laughs>
0: um, so the only way I can actually ever see what's going on in his life is if I troll him out on Instagram. Um, or if I see what Tracy's posting. Yeah. <laughs> um, or sometimes your wife will message me. Yeah. Um, but so... I've always, and and this probably again is going back to my um, who influenced me the most as a coach. Is that I've always sort of been ah, I don't I don't want my my guys to squat so much I don't want them to um, be front squatting all the time or back squatting or pulling super heavy and then i see harrison and i see him squat and i see where he's what he's hitting right now and then i know what he's capable of based off those squats and one thing harrison said yesterday he was like uh, you know what i can what i can clean and jerk is is what i can i think front squat for a set of 9 or something or back squat for 9 and i was and it really you know harrison's not a dummy like he's got his shit together he's not a doofus and i i am constantly and I think that's why I like being around you guys is that I sit there and I'm like, fuck, maybe, I'm, maybe I should be hammering squats a little bit more. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Other than the fact that I see Harrison squat, you know, he squats so well. His technique is good. The only other person I've ever seen squat as technically sound as Harrison is Vernon. And he's got... He's <laughs> choking up <laughs> <laughs> <choking on> fire. <laughs> And he's got, you know, the, so I actually sat there and I'm watching him squat all the time. And this is be a, a secret of mine is that I actually came up with an exercise called the Morris back squat where everything Harrison does, whenever I see him squat, it's unbroken. He never grinds. He never, he's never like yeah. just getting into bad positions. He's always getting set super tight on that first rep. And even when he's doing triples, it's boom, boom, boom. He's not pausing at the top. It's, it's rep after rep after rep, racket. And it's even when he's got safety squat bar lifts. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you've sort of put into place? Or is it something that Harrison's just done? And then over time, it's been like, okay, well, maybe this is working because he has that speed and it's, yeah. it's much more dynamic. And maybe that, that he's not grinding actually is what the carryover of his squat. To me, his carryover is so much more impressive than um and I don't wanna call anybody out, but somebody like Damron who squats more than him, Harrison's got a better carryover.
1: Yeah. Well he's trying to move the bar as fast as he can. So there was a it was a short period, like in the very beginning, maybe when he's well not in the very beginning, probably when he was like thirteen or so, where I was timing his sets. Okay. And so i was like, all right, we're gonna do a set of five, and I wanna see how fast you can do it. And Part of the reason for that is I just wanted to see, um, so like if as soon as those sets drops if he does it and I don't know what the numbers were, but say he's doing like Let's eight, and, seconds. Seconds, yeah, eight yeah. and a half seconds, eight and a half, or say for I don't know maybe a set of four or five okay. or something. He's doing like eight and a half, eight and a half, and that next set's eleven. It's like all right, call it up there. Okay. And like I kind of changed my view on that now because like I don't really I don't really care about this the time for the set. I care a lot more about the speed of the bar. So that's where like velocity based training would yeah. probably be good but it's kind of ever since then he just kind of carried that through and he just wants to see how fast he can move the bar right and um i think part of it he just wants to get the bar off his back so he just tries to yeah, yeah. tries to hammer through it but it's always worked well and um he because he has such a huge surplus of squat strength like i've never never have him grind anything out so if he can't move it fast it's
0: yeah and it's f- done and for everybody out there like you know, talking with uh, Harrison, and, and you've told me this before, Harrison's never been pinned by a clean in his entire life. His All of his life, he's never been pinned by a clean, and...
1: No, I think he's only missed four cleans his entire career. Yeah, and... In eight ba- years.
0: And so so, he's missed four cleans in eight years, and on top of that, I'm pretty sure one of those was a 210... Clark basically but it's like okay Okay. so (laughs) five maybe but I wouldn't even count it because Harrison was like well I didn't make it past my knees so and it's fucking 210 so it's (laughs) stupid like um so so that's like that's where for me I I sit there and I'm challenged all the time where I'm like what you know maybe I should try and change this up which is why I I like that tempo uh basis that you're using with Harrison um I mean but it's not
1: like we I mean we don't we really don't squat at time like he is very gifted when it comes to squats. I mean, and, and we so only squat three days a week. That's it's not like it's crazy. So we, a, we usually do kind of almost like a modified like tech or uh, yeah Texas method. Yeah, where it's like we do we'll do volume on Mondays usually for back squats. Not usually anything more than like fives or sixes okay. in the beginning of the cycle. And then we'll front squat Wednesdays. What we've done forever is we'll do a month of threes, a month of twos, a month of singles. Yeah. And we'll vary that up. Maybe we're doing pauses or, uh, like, one and a quarters or something like that. And then intensity day on, usually on Saturdays, where it's, like, building to a heavy three, a heavy two, or a heavy one. Okay. And then maybe getting some drop sets in there. Right. So it's, like, it's just pretty standard. It's nothing, like, too crazy. Like, we're squatting every day or anything like that.
0: Right. No, that's, I mean, I, I'm i pretty certain that from the first time I met you, that was exactly the same template that you were using, yeah, even in 2015 doing or 14, whatever like, it was.
1: Yeah, he's been doing that since like 2013. Right. And it just it works. I mean, he goes up every 12 week cycle, he improves his squat, so I'm not not going to change anything. Right.
0: So, all right. So getting into like peaking, especially because we're in that right now. I mean, maybe you're maybe you're not because Harrison is such a freak. Although I hope he really whoops this Venezuelan dude's ass. Um,
1: he's got a battle coming up.
0: Yeah. So in regards to Harrison, let's say you're ten days out. How many squat days would he have left in a from ten days out from a meet? Or give me give me fourteen days, fourteen days.
1: Uh, so let's see. We pretty much keep it keep it about the same until ten days out. Okay. So I'm trying to think. I got like my program that we always run the last the last seven days, which is, like usually uh, Heavy day, light day, heavy day, light day. Um, he does his like last real heavy squat two weeks out, and then after that, it's just kind of maintenance. We'd usually, about two weeks out, we usually flip it, so he will do two front squat days and one back squat day, usually with one of those days being like a, a pause or a one and a quarter or something like that, just kind of as like, insurance in case he doesn't catch the clean real well. And then another day, it's pretty heavy, but we don't really focus on the squats, too much in those last two weeks. I mean he's probably only gonna hit maybe two fifteen or two twenty on a front squat. I think front squat's two forty. Right. So those last two weeks it's just kinda keeping the nervous system primed and just dropping out all that all the volume.
0: So would you also we at this point, let's say we're fourteen days out, um, are like his accessory movements removed too, or are they gonna
1: stay in there? Um usually I'd like to keep him in just, like, usually, like, one set instead of three sets or something. But, like, right now, we're traveling. Like, we're in Uzbekistan. Well, all we have access to is a barbell. So, it's, like, he's pretty much, every day, he's just doing a snatch, a clean and jerk, and then either a squat or a pull.
0: Okay. Um, So, let's cut it down. Ten days out, he might have one or two front squat
1: days left. Probably, like, two front squat, maybe yeah, probably like three front squats and two back squat days. Okay, there's and then... Squat every other day, and it's and it's pretty light. It's like, I don't want him beat up. He's just like He's just touching the weight. Yeah. He's just like building up something that's heavy, touching it, and then coming back down. So there's not really any volume, not any real fatigue, just like keeping that nervous system primed.
0: Now, on the platform, variation-wise, um, is it all competitive movements, or are you going to throw in like a power snatch or a power clean and jerk? Or is it all going to be competitive? Just during the peak
1: phase. Yeah. So, um, like today was his last his last heavy day. He hit pretty much his openers. He hit
0: 50-90. He almost power snatched 30 from what I
1: saw. He did, yeah, he power snatched 30.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll, have look. we'll have to go to video review uh, for I, that one. I think that was a power. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, like, yeah. So, today, today he was his last heavy day. He hit openers. Tomorrow's going to be super light. We'll probably hit, like, 70% for probably a power plus a full maybe three or four sets of each okay he'll do a couple like snatch high pulls and be done day after that he'll probably hit his either his last warm-up or a second to last warm-up and then a couple front squats just up to like 205 or 210 just probably some singles yeah. which is for him is like that's light I mean he did 200 for a set of nine I think right so it's pretty light just kind of touching the weight keeping it primed and then after that he's only got Uh, three days till the competition so it'll be back to like 70 percent for like a power plus full and then um like the day before the competition he just does 50 or 60 percent just to stay moving yeah and then he's going to compete the day after that
0: so how many days off let's say seven days out you got a week left will he have one day off in that last week or
1: um it kind of depends like with the travel and stuff i mean like Three three doubles at sixty-five or seventy percent. It's practically a day off. I just want him. I just want him moving. I mean, that's that's pretty much nothing. So he probably isn't going to take a complete day off this week. Okay, it's just super light though. I mean, like the right. day before, sixty percent for power plus a full three times. It's like it's not much.
0: It really helps Harrison when he's taking uh, fed muscles. Primitive protein for to, to uh, increase his recovery. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. that, that's, that's the real secret. <laughs> yeah. huh? So, everybody go to earthfedmuscle.com. <laughs> Buy the Harrison Morris stack that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> um, so, okay. I think that's a pretty good, uh, I think it's a really good in depth view of, you know, oh, maybe it's not in depth, but like a surface view of your system. And you know, just like a a view from the top of where where you can go and, and, and where you're going with everything from even from like that youth development. So I wanted to get into um, before we leave here. I think we've got I think we got ten minutes or fifteen minutes. I wanted to just touch on your take on the new weight classes that were just released, mainly because I think out of everybody in the United States, and that includes women. Um, out of every weightlifter in the U S the person who got hosed the most, I actually think is Harrison. Um, now with that being said, I know you're frustrated, but from my outside perspective and you can, you don't have to value this at all. Um, I don't think it fucking matters cause I think he's a savage. I think you're a good coach. And I think that no matter what, Harrison's going to be top three in the world. I, and I know it's hard for you to see that, but I I believe he could be at 81 or he could be at 96, and I don't think it fucking matters because he's he's a gamer and he'll he'll be well-prepared even if he's only walking around at 92 and he's going to lift as a 96, or even if he's cutting for or holding his weight down for the next two years leading into 2020. So I want to set, sort of set you up here is that you know, when I saw the weight classes come out, and I don't care what people say about the chicks because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really really talented women um, that can go from 64 or they could compete at 76 um, for the, for the Olympics, and I think some of the women might, you know, the weight classes wouldn't matter because there's so many that that whole area is stacked. I think for Harrison though, the hard part is that. In a world champs year, yeah, he. I think it's eighty nine, right? Yeah. He could compete as an eighty nine, and to me, if that eighty nine class is there in the Olympic year, that's his ideal weight class. That that's yeah. the best 89 weight class. Eighty
1: nine would have been great. I I do not understand the weight classes at all. I don't know why you have a like a five or a six kilos, and then a seven kilos, and, and then a six, and then a fifteen right. or sixteen or whatever.
0: Yeah. So whatever it is, that's that's my question. Is is you know from a from a world, from a world champs year, you know he can easily compete as an eighty nine. Not easily, obviously, but like he can. That would be his weight class in my mind. He'd be an eighty nine, and he'd fill it out really well, and he would hold that weight. And that would be an ideal weight class for him, probably for the next two or three years, maybe even more. Probably for two or three years. Um, but now the conundrum would be: Okay, Harrison walks around at eighty three. Kilos, right, or eighty three yeah. to eighty four, somewhere like in that range.
1: Eighty three point two this morning.
0: Okay, so he's eighty three point two. He's had a relatively injury free career, um, as far
1: as I can tell from yeah. the outside. It's nothing major. He's got some ribs that pop out once in a while, and they get put back in, but nothing right. yeah. major.
0: and to to his credit, this you know Harrison takes care of himself. You, and that's yeah. where I also think that you're better than a lot of coaches is that. Not only are you preparing them with that, with that athlete-type training, but you're also doing a lot of recovery methods that, are, that I think are sweet. Um, but so now we sit there and we can go, okay, does he, does he keep his weight down at around 83 to 84 and then cut to 81? And maybe he competes in that 89 class this year. And maybe he competes in that at Worlds next year. I think there will be a Worlds next year, yeah, in 2019. And then in 2020, he drops to 81 Or, and I'm sure, you know, you're still trying to figure this out yourself.
1: The classes just came out yesterday. Yeah, so look (laughs) look at that. We're still, like, we're still thinking about it. Like, when I first saw the weight classes, I was like, well, it's got to be 81. He doesn't have time to be 96. But I'm a pretty young coach. I haven't been in it that long and talking to all the other coaches on this trip. Like, there's a lot of experience. Yeah. And a lot of perspective. And every other coach that I've talked to is like, he's got to go 96. And um, because, I mean, he's lifting such big weights. And he doesn't have the benefit that a lot of athletes from other countries have in terms of recovery. And I don't want him to get hurt. That's the biggest thing. And, like, having him lose weight as he's going from 18 to 20 years old. Yeah, that's the problem. And then trying to routinely clean and jerk 200 kilos plus. It's like, I just... I don't think I don't know if that's feasible to have him right. train that hard and staying injury free, which is the most important thing. Right. So it's like, I I guess he's gonna have to go 96. Like in my head, it's hard for me to even see him at 96 kilos. But I think that's that's probably what we're gonna have to do. Right. And it's gonna be rough, but.
0: So I mean, you know, based off of that, what do you do? What do you do? You do you sit here and say, okay, Harrison, buy fucking. December by by uh, Ashgabat or uh, Turkmenistan meet. I want you at eighty-seven um, by next July. I like
1: we're gonna yeah. I feel like we're gonna have to have some targets. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna USAW setting us up with some nutrition coaches. So I think we're gonna start working with more closely with the guys at RP. Yeah, or Yeah. Something and and um, and figure out like. How much good tissue is it reasonable for him to add? Right. Because I think, I think, like, half a kilo a month is probably, I don't, know, I don't know if I need to double check the science on that, but probably like half a kilo a month is what's reasonable. Right. So, you know, 12, was it in two years? So he could get up to 96 at that rate, but it's going to be tough because he's got to th- earn points in those next two years. But see, now he, he can earn at points at 89. He can earn yeah. points at 89, yeah.
0: Do you do you really feel like he has to fill out 96 to 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 compete as a 96?
1: I mean, it, every kilo under 96 is a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. even if he, you know, I'd, ra- I'd rather have him be, like, right now he's probably, what do you think, like 8% body fat? Yeah. I'd rather have him be... 96 kilos at 12 percent body fat, then 92 yeah. percent at eight. Yeah. You know, so it's like he well, it gets where, a little bit, little bit softer. I feel like that's what we got to do. And I don't, and,
0: and I know again, uh, this is just from me, and and from like a shot putter perspective, is that I don't necessarily think. I think he might actually be even stronger with 10 to 12 percent body fat at that size, based off of his his levers and his height. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um you think from like a hormonal perspective or just I think like it'll be
0: fine. Like, I don't think it would be I, I I don't like hormonally, um injury wise, like joint integrity wise, if he's walking around ten to twelve percent body fat, I think that I think that could actually yeah potentially lead to performance enhancement versus mm-hmm. being so lean. A little bit and, better
1: leverage yeah. like, coming out of clean and stuff yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I actually was telling this story to Nat Aram, the hook grip guy today, that when I had lost, so I lost, what, 30 kilos or so, um, I had back problems for like two or three months, and I swear it was because when I lost weight, I had increased my range of motion and my back, just wasn't used to that. And I actually think, I think about Harrison, I don't know if he would actually lose mobility in the hole, but he might he might gain a little more stability in the hole because he would be just a little, bit, a little bit softer, you know. Softer in a good way because he's not going to be some fat slob walking no, around. No, he eats pretty well
1: and stuff. He yeah. wants to look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's something to think about.
0: I think, it's, I think what's interesting for me is that the first thing that I did after I talked to you is I contacted Chris, the co-owner of Earthfed Muscle, and, I, and we've always talked about coming out with a wake And I was joking <laughs> yeah. on the bus, like, yo, let's <laughs> yeah. get Waxy Maze in there and put, come up with this shit. And then I was like, no, seriously, like, I wanted to talk to you and be like, yo, what would you want? And we could we could name it, like, the morris special or something <laughs> just so we could help in some way, shape, or form. But I think that that's, that's like, the cool part with you guys is that, and, and especially, you know, you are, are so much, and I think this whole generation of coaches now um and Vernon I even feel like is in this even though Vernon's been to the Olympics twice and he you know I feel yeah Vernon was out of the sport for, for a little bit longer and he's sort of back into it now and I feel like this generation of coaches is so open minded to to the new like nutrition aspects and all that stuff. So I think that's one thing that
1: Well there's so much information out there now. Yeah, yeah it's there's, like if you're if you're not constantly reading and trying to stay up to date like you're gonna get hosed you're gonna get yeah, you're gonna fall behind yeah and you're doing your athletes a disservice right
0: absolutely so i don't know i think that that's that's uh that's a cool part and and that's where i that's why again just going off of my intuition and and knowing that you were you know obviously you're frustrated and you don't think it's the best and I, and I, it's not the best right but I also know, and I think everybody else knows that you're one of the best coaches. He's one of the best athletes you could ever want to coach, and you guys are going to figure out what's best, and you're going to and you're going to execute what's best. And it, and everybody in two years from now is going to realize it, it's okay. It's it's all going to
1: we'll fi- we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's like it was a little bit of a blow, but I was getting off the elevator and saw the notification, and read it, my heart just dropped a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll we'll figure it out. Um, we got lots of smart people helping us. The guys at USAW have been great. Yeah. They're going to set us up with nutrition experts and yeah, and we'll we'll figure it out. Like it'll be fine, but it was a little little rough to see those see that spread from 81 to 96 it seems pretty crazy.
0: So before we close up here, what I'm excited for is to see Harrison's numbers at 94 to 96 because i think the first thing i said was he's gonna clean jerk 225 at 96 and i think he very well will like i actually think he has that capability
1: yeah i I I, think i think so we we talked about when he was like like 15 or 16 i'm like all right so you gotta start thinking about like when you're an old man looking back on your career like when you're telling your grandkids like what what numbers do you want to hit that you're going to be satisfied with like, for your career. You're just like, well, like a 400-pound snatch and a 500-pound clean jerk. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. right was well, one, 182, 227. Let's yeah.
0: do it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, and, and I think that that perspective, that long-term perspective, and it's like, it it is this long-term, you know, this long, you know, back then, too, it was probably so far away. Yeah. And now, nice. that step-by-step process that you've built, and you've and you and you've, and he's seen the step by step process along the way and i think that's where it's cool to see that's going to continue so all right kevin thanks for being on dane's platform and yeah, i thanks, man. i hope we have four more of these over the next 7 days <laughs> <laughs> sounds good
1: peace